In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who comes to remind us of His grace. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, at the beginning of the service I asked you the question, what Super Bowl ad do you remember from last year? And maybe that sparked something, or maybe you just thought, I don't remember any of them. So let me remind you of two of them. This has been a big kind of baby year here at University Lutheran. It's been um, a year, at least a church year, where we've had quite a few babies born and quite a few babies baptized. And I see that the Trishulets and the Stalings are notably absent, so you know, maybe we should be praying for them. I haven't heard that they're in the hospital yet, um, but that is certainly coming any day soon for them as they're expecting little Isaac. And last year there were kind of two notable baby commercials that came along with the Super Bowl. The the first of those was put out by the NFL. And that commercial was a commercial that was all about babies that were born in cities that won the Super Bowl. And so what they did was they showed all of these babies that were born nine months after the Super Bowl was won for their city. And so by extension, we should expect to see a whole lot of babies nine months from now, either in Atlanta or in Boston. Well, that was one of them, and kind of a cute one. They had all of these little kids, and, you know, they had everybody from, you know, the one-year-olds from um, Seattle to people that were much, much older. Well, that was one of them. The other one was a little bit more controversial. It was a Doritos ad, and if you remember the ad, the ad was a man and his wife who were at an ultrasound appointment. And as they were at the ultrasound appointment, the father was eating a bag of Doritos. And his wife chided him a little bit and said, how can you be eating Doritos right now? And the man just kind of shrugs it off, and he's eating his Dorito. And as he's eating the Dorito, he notices that depending on where he puts his Dorito, the baby goes for the Dorito. Well, the wife is kind of incensed that he's eating Doritos during their appointment, and so she takes the Dorito and she throws it. To which we are led to believe then the baby is born in order to go get the Dorito. Again, we'll have to see how this happened with Ryan and Erica. If it did happen today, there were snack foods involved. You maybe didn't remember those commercials until I said something, and maybe there's still a part of you that's like, oh yeah, that sounds like funny commercials. I do not remember that at all. By the way, I think the ones to remember this year are going to be the Febreze ad and the Budweiser ad, so just watch for them today and think about Jesus while you're watching the Super Bowl. But if you did remember them, perhaps those weren't things that you were thinking about when you got up this morning. Unless you're just a big ad nut like I am, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to see what the next ads are going to be. 
I remember the ads from last year. They were so good. I remember all of these about babies. But when I reminded you, for quite a few of you, all of a sudden that triggered a memory. And that memory triggered something where you were like, oh yeah, I kind of do remember that commercial. I kind of do remember those kids that were all dressed up in Seahawks jerseys. Or I kind of do remember something funny about a Dorito ad and an ultrasound. And if you did, that was because I reminded you. you. You had a memory there that was just kind of locked. And by itself, it just would have sat there and perhaps would have maybe drifted away after some time and enough Super Bowls passed. Well, that's, in a lot of ways, what's going on with our readings today from Scripture. We start off with this Old Testament reading from the book of Joshua. And what's happening here in the book of Joshua is that Joshua has just led the people of Israel into the Promised Land over the River Jordan. And while they were going over the River Jordan, which, by the way, God had parted the waters so that they could walk over in dry ground, as they're crossing over, they pick up 12 different stones, one for each tribe of Israel. And Joshua tells them to make a little monument out of those stones. And he says that the reason for that is so that they will remember. Because one day there will be a generation that passes and there will be a child who comes up to a pile of rocks and says, what's the deal? And at that point, it will remind the generation that's about to pass. Oh, I, I remember that is because we crossed over the river at this point. And that God separated the waters and we crossed over. And what that, in fact, is supposed to even remind the current generation in that story of is the time about 40 years past when the people of Israel went over another body of water over dry ground. And that body of water was the Red Sea as they were fleeing Pharaoh coming after them. In fact, interestingly enough, given what the Bible does tell us about the dates of these things, that this was almost exactly 40 years after the lambs had been slaughtered for the first Passover. And so all of this is set up to remind them of who they are. And then you get to the sort of awkward reading out of the Gospel of Mark, right? Don't plan on drinking any poison today or Super Bowl party. Or picking up snakes for that matter. But it starts off with Jesus coming to his disciples. And what does he do? He rebukes them for for their unbelief and their hardness of heart. And he says, what are you guys doing? Why are you locked up here? Why did you not listen to the reports that I was alive? He reminds them, "This this is who I am. I've told you this. 
would happen multiple times. There's a reminder there. Maybe not quite as pleasant of a reminder as, hey, look at all of these stones. What does that mean? There's a reminder. There's something there that's supposed to trigger the memories of the disciples. There's something there that's supposed to get them to think about something that has happened in their past. Well, today... We're talking about baptism. And we're talking about baptism in this series that we're doing that is all about the different parts of the catechism. And so there's six chief parts, which are basically the six big things about what it means to be a Christian. And the first three of those are sort of informational things. It's the Ten Commandments and the Creed and the Lord's Prayer. But now we're getting into something else that's not quite so informational, but rather it's a little bit more dynamic. It's stuff that we do. And some of you, as I said, we're talking about baptism. You started remembering baptisms. You started remembering the fact that we baptized Tempest not too long ago, and we baptized Taylor not too long ago. And you started wondering when we're going to baptize Isaac. Or maybe you started thinking about your own baptism. Which brings up an interesting thing that Luther says in that catechism, not in the part about baptism, but a little bit later, he gives some sort of practical advice as to how you should wake up. Luther says, when you get up in the morning, you should get up, make the sign of the cross, wash your face, and remember your baptism. Which to some of us we go, well, I don't really. The only memories that I really have are reminders. The only memories of that are things like, I have a picture when I was baptized, a picture of my, my father who baptized me, baptizing me. That, that's my memory of my baptism. And so you go, well, you know, why is Luther calling me to remember something that I, I don't really remember? And it gets a little bit more difficult and a little trickier when you start thinking, well, at the time, Martin Luther and pretty much everybody that Martin Luther was talking to had been baptized as an infant. And so when Martin Luther says, remember your baptism, he surely cannot mean somehow access some part of your brain that remembers back when you were weeks or months old, if that's when you were baptized, if you were baptized in here, he can't be meaning that. And so, what does he mean? Well, instead, maybe it's better to translate it this way. Remember that you are baptized. In a lot of ways, it's not so much about remembering the moment as much as it's re- about remembering the state. And that's what Joshua is calling the children of Israel to remember. That's what Jesus is calling his own disciples to remember. He's not calling them to remember just the day that they walked across on dry ground. He's not calling his disciples to just remember the steps that they took with Jesus 
or the running away that they did when he was crucified. Rather, God is calling them to remember their state. Their state as children of God. Their state as disciples. That's what God calls us to remember when we remember that we are baptized. If you've ever done anything much in the kitchen here, you have probably seen that there is a sign that hangs above the sink that says, Remember your baptism. Do the dishes. The, the reason for that is that we had some people here who, well, they ended up using dishes and they, well, just left them out on the counter for the pastor or for the dishes fairy to do. <laughs> and so the pastor decided that he would put up a sign that would say, remember your baptism do the dishes. Because it's a good thing. Anytime that we're around water, there's a possibility of remembering, hey, this is water. I was baptized in water. Whoa! I was baptized in water. That means that I have a certain state. But I remember when I first hung that up, we had a student here. A student who was not one of the students who usually left dishes out. And I remember I I hung that up and he looked at it and he said, Whoa, that's harsh. (laughs) And I went, Oh. Well, that's interesting. Because it wasn't really meant to be harsh. I mean, sure, it was meant to get some people to do the dishes, yeah. But I didn't put up a sign that said, do the dishes. Put up a sign that said, remember your baptism. Do the dishes. And that first part is so important. Because the first part reminds you of why the second part is even there. Remember your baptism. Because it made you a Christian. Made that official. It made it before all people. Remember your baptism. Because of what God was calling you there to do. And a part of that is doing your dishes. (laughs) But remember... Your baptism. Not just because of what it calls you to do. Luther doesn't say get up in the morning, wash your face, and remember all of the stuff that you've got to do. Because that would be harsh. At least in my world. I don't know about yours. Luther says, get up in the morning, wash your face, and remember your baptism. Remember that all of the sins from yesterday have been washed away. Remember that God has included you in his kingdom once again on this day as he has reminded you of 
your status in his kingdom. And then if that leads you to do something, then so be it. But remember your baptism for what it is. Be reminded again and again and again of what that means. May you this week remember and be reminded of your baptism. Before that gets into doing anything, may it remind you of your state with God. Amen.